0: Have you ever wondered what it's like to teach at a Hattarian Colony? In this episode, we're joined by some of our Fort LaBosse colleagues who teach at Boundary Lane and Plainview Colony schools. Mike Teason interviewed these four educators to learn more about their teaching practices, the memorable moments they've experienced, and Hattarian Colony life. Tune in to find out how they teach like a boss in a very unique and special setting.
1: Coming to you from the southwestern corner of Manitoba. Sharing fresh perspectives from real educators. Tune in as teachers relate their stories of professional learning, classroom practice, and the challenges they've overcome. To teach like a boss. Hi everyone, welcome to our latest episode of Teach Like a Boss podcast. And I am sitting here with some really fantastic educators from Hatterian Colony Schools. I'm sitting here with Pam, Jamison, Dana Poole, Michelle Shaw, and Carly Hayward. And we're sitting down to have a conversation about teaching in a Hatterian community and some of the fun things that they've done over the years, some of the the great teaching techniques and and, uh, maybe some of the things they've done in their classrooms or activities they've done in the community. And then maybe sharing some some stories and, and some resources that they, uh, they've had and they've used over the years. So we're going to start out with, uh, with some introductions. So let's go around the table and start with you Pam.
2: Hi, I'm Pam Jamison. I've taught in Fort LaVos for 15 years. I've had a variety of experience in the division. I've worked at the colony and as a resource teacher as well as in Elkhorn as a classroom teacher, and now once again I'm back at the colony six years later and back at the colony again, so, yeah.
1: Thanks, Pam.
0: Hi, I'm Dana Poole, and I've been in Fort LaVaugh School Division for about 18 years. Um, I started my teaching at Birdtail Education Authority, and throughout there I've had some term positions in Verdon Junior High in Elkhorn, and have um, had the opportunity to teach a variety of schools Uh, at a variety of schools and different subjects, and um, worked at COLA, Plainview and Boundary, and today I'm at Boundary Lane School, and as a resource teacher and a classroom teacher.
1: Awesome, thanks, Dana. Michelle?
0: Hi, I'm Michelle Shaw. Um, I'm
3: teaching at Plainview. I've been in Fort LaVasse for 20 years. Um, All 20 years have been at this school. I've taught. When I first came here, I taught K to four classroom. Then I got moved to the five to twelve classroom. So that was a big switch. Um, prior to coming here, I taught in Mooseman, Saskatchewan, which is where I live, and I taught a variety of, of grades there. Also, um, what else can I tell you? Um, I've when I first started, um, Cliff Cheskoff was the um, superintendent. He asked me why I applied for the job. I told him it wasn't for um, the sub pay because I could make more as a bus driver. <laughs> um, so he got, I don't know if that's what got me the job to start with, and I started out part time, but they bugged, he bugged me about that for a very long time. But 20 years later, I'm still here.
1: <laughs> and we're glad you are. <laughs> Carly.
4: Hi, I'm Carly Hayward. I've been in Fort La Basse for, I'm on my sixth year, and I've spent all six years here at Plainview.
1: Great so, place to be. You betcha. <laughs> started here and Awesome. Okay, yeah. thanks Carly. So, as we were talking and we've been discussing some of these ideas and things that we've we're going we were going we to talk today about um, with the podcast and I just thought I'd throw it out there and just see from your perspectives, what are some of the exciting things that you can do with your students in your classrooms or maybe in the community or in the school, those type of activities. What are some fun exciting things that you've been doing lately or maybe even the last uh (laughs) over the last 20 years (laughs) michelle so yeah let's let's kind of go around the table and talk about some of these these fun exciting things that are going on
3: well i'll start i'll just say that one of the things that on the colony is uh, we don't have the rigidness of bells or classes we don't have to worry about any of that so Hmm. if we want to take a whole day Um, You know, a couple Mm -hmm. years ago, we did a whole day where we Boundary Lane kids came over to Moosman, or to Moosman, sorry, (laughs) to Plainview, and um, the kids, they don't know each other. People think all the colonies interact just because we're close. It's Mm -hmm. not like those kids get to see each other. So they got to do, we um, had a theme, they got to do a bunch of fun things together. I made they made some new friends, some pen pals. So, you know, those kinds of things are fun because we're able to do that. We don't have to worry about other people's schedules or... And it's the same. If it's a beautiful day and we want phys ed class to last two and a half hours today, Mm -hmm. then we'll do it and we'll just shuffle Mm -hmm. everything. So that's a fun thing
2: because we can take advantage of great great flexibility. flexibility. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool, too, that, I mean, I guess it's a positive and a negative, but we see these kids from little all the way through their career so we can, it's kind of nice in September, just in my past experience, we don't have to do those introductions, kind of get to know you for a month. We get to dive right in with our kids. Hmm. And we also get to see their progress, right? If that's the nice part too, if we feel with multi-grade, if we feel one of our little people needs to, know, you know, work more on their multiplication with, a, with other kids, we can do that. So that's a nice part about being on the colony
1: you talked about multi-grade and for me um that's something that i've had conversations with educators over the last few years especially and just that discussion around what does multi-grade look like and what are the advantages and disadvantages in that what are some of the things that you could talk about with multi-grade being advantages like what, what are some things like what activities or lessons or how does that look what, what what can you say on that part of it
2: well i'm a huge advocate for multi-grade i think it's such a a positive thing um exactly kind of what i said before about we get to see where those kids are at and we get to kind of follow them throughout their school year and their journey and um i also love that in multi-grade when i'm busy or a teacher's busy with the class lots of times an older group can jump in and help the younger group Mm -hmm. and it's even you know something simple, being a prince a teaching principal, and I get a phone call. I can say to my older group, "Can you buddy read with the younger kids?" And mm-hmm. it's kind of covered. And um, even just, I would say to the excitement in the kids, they get so excited because they know their teachers. Oh, next year we get to do this with our <laughs> teachers, you know. And yeah. and also uh, another big thing I would say is um, behavior management. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of times. The older kids, they know us, right? So they'll be like, oh, she would never let you do that. (laughs) You know, and so it's kind of nice that way.
4: And it builds off your routine, right, when you come September. For sure. When you only get maybe one new kid. Right. You're not building that brand new routine. That's right. right. They yeah. come in, boom. Yeah, because
1: yeah, the older kids already know. Hey, mm-hmm. this is how yeah. this is how Miss Award takes yeah. you know, the the classroom is going to be. Yeah. because and like yeah. Pam
4: said, she said the word groups, not grades. Right? It's like, oh, right. I'm not saying grade three we're doing this. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. group we're sliding in, right? It yeah. kind of one big group. Not mm-hmm. in my room. I have three grades. We're not three cut and dry grades. It's yeah. this is this yeah. group which is going to have kids from all three grades. Mm-hmm. Right. I right. so,
0: and and really like, sorry. And if one kid's, you know, behind a little bit or hasn't met all the requirements, it's not a big deal. We can just keep moving and it's nobody's business.
1: I was just going to ask you about that, Dana, because you you have that resource teacher background, right? And so when you're looking at students, it doesn't necessarily, we don't put that label of grade three on them and then say, okay, well, you're doing grade three. It's actually, hey. It's Johnny, and this is the level that he's at, and we're mm-hmm. going to reach him at that that point. Right. So we're not—it's no longer labeled by a grade; it's labeled by where that child is at and where that student, where their needs are. And I think that's a huge advantage because no longer are we kind of grouping and lumping people into this, <laughs> into this—I um, guess into this box and saying you have to learn this curriculum right now right. because you're in grade whatever. Now you're saying, okay, you—this is where you're at, and you're meeting that student where they're at.
0: Right. So. We know all yeah. students go at different paces and learn at different. Um, with different um, adaptations, mm-hmm. so we can just take it at their pace, right? Great. And yeah. and what they need. So oh, that's excellent. Okay. Michelle, and,
3: and well, I was just saying with um, multi-grade, um, that thing of of having our students year after year, it's so you know if you don't get the curriculum done. You can pick up where you, you know, not where left off. I guess yeah. where you left off or where they left off. And the other thing that you find with these students is that Um, because of our situation those kids that are having difficulty at that certain level well we can they can easily be blended in with somebody else Mm -hmm. and nobody knows like that that stigmatism isn't on the kids because we're just all in the classroom and the kids don't care they're just we're all doing this stuff and the other thing we can do so many thematic things like even like in math you can teach you know fractions to all your grades at the same time if you are organized enough, <laughs> and then they don't really know. Because mm-hmm. for me as a teacher, when I'm teaching 5 to 12, there's sometimes I'm like, Oh, I forget, you guys know this in this grade, or is that one over and <laughs> that over here? Like right I can forget, now. and sometimes yeah. they'll have to remind me. Yeah. But it's just all they're all kind of mashed together, mm-hmm. same as ELA, yeah.
0: right? There's no but I like There's that no idea, too, though, when you are teaching the grades, if you do happen to teach something that's maybe the grade ahead of them, is that a big deal? No, no. it's good no, for them to absolutely. know what the expectations are coming along. And, yeah. like, I did some review the other day, Well, and I said my grade fours can do this anyway because, or, the, sorry, the grade fives can do it because it's good review for them to listen to what the grade fours are doing. And right. the grade fours can listen to the grade fives to yeah. to build and just to know what what they're learning And how it's going to be down the road. Mm -hmm. So
1: That's excellent. And then as you're spiraling, like you were talking Mm -hmm. about how you kind of do it and you're going to be teaching concepts. But you're spiraling spiraling through curriculums. Mm -hmm. And you are hitting those curriculums. It's just that it might not look exactly the same as it would if you were just teaching a grade 5 classroom or a grade 7 classroom. You're still spiraling through those those curriculums. I asked a kid this morning.
3: He answered the question, I said, how do you know that? Oh, I heard you say it last year. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, oh, are you supposed to be listening to something else last year? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: anyway, buddy, retained it for that long. Yeah, right? well, that's a plus. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it
1: shows that they're listening. They're yeah, always yeah. listening. Maybe, they're always watching. Not to right? what
3: they're supposed yeah. to be, but they're, <laughs> they're listening. <laughs> but, but maybe that kid was
0: at that level at that
3: at yeah. that well, time too. Him, right?
0: And yeah. and yeah, that's yeah. maybe what kept him interested too. So it could have been a a total win-win. Yeah, they're not listening to the stuff. <laughs> <do you guys. laughs> that stuff goes oh. in one ear and yeah,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Well. That's, that's some really fun, great information there. And that was one of the things that I wanted to, to key in on and, and talk about that whole multi-age, multi-grade um, setting. Cause it is very unique and we're small schools, right? Mm-hmm. And so to have that is, uh, it's a fun fun experience and a, and, a, and a really, I guess a unique thing about the Hatterian uh, school system. Um, I guess we've talked a little bit about some of those strengths about the teaching part of it. What are some stories or some fun experiences that you've had um, Michelle, you said you had a, a fun story for us.
3: Uh, yes. Um, the thing about teaching on Hatteray Colony is it's a different culture, um, so you have to embrace that. Um, it's not a culture that, um, I mean, it's not how we would do things. So, um, quite a few years ago, our the school that we have are uh, presently in had um, toxic mold in the basement so they had to gut it and we got moved and the only place in the colony they could move us to is what they called their kindergarten house and it's just basically a little bungalow so good thing we didn't have the 45 students we have now because i'm not sure how that would work but
1: this was many many years ago nobody <laughs> <laughs> you're one of the few people that's still around <laughs> there, right is that what you're saying yeah okay <laughs> and, and, well so well
3: cliff, cliff cheskoff was our superintendent at the time so we were out there and This little kindergarten house has like a little backyard around it, like a normal house. And it's kind of like a playground. And I just remember one day at lunch, I looked out the window and I could see her boss coming across from the kitchen with a gun in his hand. And I was just like, whoa, we got little kids out there playing. What the heck's he doing? And anyway, there was a skunk going across the playground. (laughs) And I go running out there too late. Bang, he kills the skunk in the playground, all these kids around. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like it's, but that wasn't even the worst part. <laughs> because the skunk's dead, and of course he's walking away. Helpful Harry, a student, decides don't worry, it's a shot, I'll look after it. I'm like, okay. Figuring he's gonna get a shovel or something. No, he picks it up by um, I don't know if it was the tail or not, or whatever it was, but you know, the sack's leaking out. He pulls it across, down the playground, the one side of the school, comes across where the doorway is, up over the steps, up the other side out the driveway. So now we've got three sides, skunk smell. Anyway, it, in this little house, it was so Stinky. Yeah. <laughs> and so I called Cliff and I said, We had a skunk shot in the playground. Can I call school? He said, Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had to ask the girls the purchase that they wear. Yeah. We brought them and we finished the school day out with these scarves tied like bandanas, like like we were um, from the West Wild <laughs> <laughs> West. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like brutal. It was our eyes were watering, it was terrible. The funny thing is Cliff came the next day comes in and goes oh my gosh it stinks in here you guys
1: should go
0: home. And I had to tell him oh it's
3: way
1: better today. Uh But like oh
3: First of all, with a guy coming into the playground with yeah. a gun, and panic doesn't ensue. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that
0: was
1: stinky. Yeah, pest that. control looked a lot different here than it <laughs> <when laughs> anywhere else. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that <was> funny. Wow. <laughs> How about more recent memories, things that have happened in the last couple of years? Do we have any maybe fun experiences or uh, activities that we've been able to do over the last... Years. I know it's been a little bit different because we've obviously been through a pandemic and, you know, everything else. But what are some of the fun things that uh, we've been able to do?
0: We've been able to do swimming lessons at our school, which is great because we don't have a gym. Mm-hmm. So that that really helps out. And it, I think it just um, builds relationships with our kids that really helps in the academic world, too. Mm-hmm. And, and they have those swimming stories that they tell years and years later that's it's it's just great things that we have to know that you know we've been giving them some
1: well that's a, experiences yeah, that's yeah. a really important skill mm-hmm. right Like, and, and, who and knows, a life skill yeah, yeah absolutely like i know i've been very thankful for those opportunities for my own kids to have mm-hmm. those swimming lessons because that's that can save lives mm-hmm. you know to be, so that's that's yeah. awesome right on yeah, it's been yeah. Great. good for you
2: i think last year Last year, we, during the pandemic, we weren't allowed to have a Christmas concert, and so we had went around to each of the homes, gave them um, which song they were going to kind of join in. We had a schedule or a a plan, I guess, and so we started at the first home, and then we went around, and each family joined in. And then we ended up having the kids all joining back by the school and under Christmas lights, and it was lightly a snowing, fire. and there was a fire going, and um, the kids did a few songs. And and that's kind of one part that I love is that you feel in those moments, you feel like you are part of that culture or that community, and it's really special. And I know even the preacher has said, like, you know, that was that kind of even makes him get a lump in his throat because it was just like that people, English people is what we are called, would take the time to do something so special for a community that was, you know, having a hard time. Mm-hmm. So that was special. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. That's awesome.
4: I guess um, half of
2: my career has been in a
4: pandemic, right? <laughs> like wow. Sad as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the biggest thing is last year – uh, Michelle and I got to take our high school kids snowshoeing, and just for those kids to see you get to be goofy mm-hmm. yes. and be yourself, right? Yeah. You don't have to come in your dress clothes, right? Like yeah. when we went snowshoeing, we're in our sweatpants, we're in our. And it was off, My, off the colony. And we got to go off okay. the colony, yet. Yeah, we went to Moosman Lake, and so just for those eight kids to see Michelle yeah. and I in that different light, mm-hmm. and they got to go somewhere without a Hutterite elder. Hmm. being with mm-hmm. them, right? Not very often do they actually get to get off the colony. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. Without somebody and just to see I mean, Mr. Shaw and I we can be goofy at school. <laughs> but take us off yeah. the school it yeah. can be right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was and they still talk about it. They ask, like when do we get to do that again? And Yeah
3: mm-hmm. and that was a that was we don't get to our colony doesn't aren't allowed to take our kids off the colony in any way, shape or form. We we used to have field trips but they took that away from us a few years quite a few years ago now. So for this trip, it was really special. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just for our credit for Zed kids, um, mm-hmm. obviously. But um, and yeah, to go to Moosma Lake, it was.
1: That's a fun activity.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was some, um, yeah, and they we went down the lake and they're up the hills. And of course, you know, the girls were out doing boys. And then we had a wiener rose, so. Yeah. yeah and then we stopped <laughs> and
4: shopped. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> On the way home, they had
3: to insist they had to go in and see our store. Oh, and, fun. In yeah. The yeah. Kathy's door. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, for them to even have yeah. time to look around, that mm-hmm. wasn't something they normally do. So.
1: Right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they see that other side of you, like yeah. Carly had yeah. talked about, and, and seeing your store and that kind of thing. That's yeah. another side of you, too, that they would probably not have an opportunity to that otherwise. That's right? something so. for
3: us at Plainview mm-hmm. that our, our staff really miss because... Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get that opportunity to be, um, everything's so, you know, school's structured, and I mean, let's face it, the colony, it's not nearly as structured as other, other places, but to have that um, kind of, they know it's n- not really a school setting and mm-hmm, that freedom, mm-hmm. um, we don't, like, we don't, that was the first time they got to see Carly in that in that atmosphere, yeah, right. right? Yeah. Um, so that, for us, is disappointing, because yeah. that, like you guys said that brings so much to kids see you differently instead of that you know that old bag of a principal that's given somebody (laughs) hack, right because sometimes that's what they think and even when the adults used to come with us years ago right then the adults on the colony get to see you as a just a regular human being instead of the English teacher. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 See that right. other side of you. Yeah. Which See is Im- you which yeah. is
3: really important mm-hmm. for that communication in the community mm-hmm. and yeah. and that working relationship.
4: Yeah. It's yeah. perfect timing because that was right when COVID was. Going strong, so yeah. just so have, lots of restrictions it's almost and mandates like that and, break,
1: yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you so had to you know, get so, outside, take yeah. off that mask, and yeah, and, yeah. and with yeah, no
3: gym. Of, and it was a yeah. happened to be a beautiful day, which is oh, my goodness, <laughs> because you know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's where
4: we had the freedom, we were able to look at the weather, mm-hmm. oh, right, because we didn't need to worry mm-hmm. about buses. Yeah, well, we mm-hmm. planned to go this day, but. Hmm. It was cold, so we're just going to push
1: it a day. Yeah. Yeah. It's
4: not a big deal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and that's yeah. great to have that flexibility, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to have for a sure. small mm-hmm. school and be able mm-hmm. to make those decisions and do that. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that I know for me when I've worked in that type of an atmosphere with a small school, and I actually had that opportunity too many years ago to work in a small school, is those project-based, um, like you talked about, you know, a field trip. And it's like, oh, we can make adjustments in the schedule or in the day because, hey, it looks like the weather's going to be great on mm-hmm. Thursday. We can do that and we can, we can quickly move and, and, and adjust. And uh, yeah, those are some some really big advantages for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, we've had some really great conversation. Um, I guess what we'll do is we'll just finish up with maybe just some last thoughts, if there's anything else that you wanted to add about uh, things that uh, <laughs> you enjoy something. or you're excited I'll, about. I'll add yeah. something, because <laughs> I
3: mean, after 20 years, I mean, I've been here 20 years and I've had a lot of people say to me, like, what, what's wrong with your head? Why have you been there 20 years?
1: <laughs> Same um, teaching spot all for yeah. twenty years. Like who yeah. does that, right? Yeah.
3: And, and a. Colony. They yeah. go Hutterite Colony. Yeah. Because a lot of people think that you know only the loser teachers go to Hutterite Colony. So I'm hmm. going to be blunt. right It okay. is. I've had people say that to my face. Um, but the thing is, what happens? Which people, if you haven't, you know, walked a mile in our shoes, then don't judge us. Mm-hmm. But when you come to the Hutter a Hutterite Colony. Um, like Pam said, we have these kids. The kids I've got in grade 11 right now is the last group that I had when I was still teaching K-4. to Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So I know them better than their parents do. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I know I do. I've gone through so many things with those kids. And what happens out here is because we're so small and we become a family, it's not a school in the sense of schools. It's, we're a family and we care about these kids I care about these kids deeply mm-hmm. and there's lots of like in every school bureaucratic crap that goes on that you have to deal with but it we're here for the kids otherwise we wouldn't be teachers mm, yeah and the kids are important and that's what we get attached to I come every day not because I like the parents it's because of the kids we're mm-hmm. here in every school because of, of the kids and we become involved in their life and we're important to them mm-hmm. my kids some days they don't like me very much because you know I was grouchy with them, but the day they find out I have to go to admin meeting and I, that I have to have a sub, they're like moaning and groaning and they hate it. <laughs> no, that person can't teach math like you and they you know they, because they're so used to me, yeah, not saying our subs can't do it but um, but that's what it becomes we be, it, we become a family mm-hmm. and um and that's why it's and the experience I tell young teachers. The experience at a colony, number one, I've taught every curriculum in Manitoba from K to 12. The only one I have not taught is diesel mechanics or some other thing they've invented. I did Power Mac last year, so help the kid. Um, so I, I've done every curriculum. Um, but... You know, to teach out here, number one, you have to be invested as a teacher. Absolutely. Um, I've never had prep time because mm-hmm. as a teaching principal, when you get prep time or admin time, it's crazy. And, you know, then you're also, um, it's, you have to be organized. You, you need to be able to balance all this. And people say, oh, I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you learn. <laughs> when I first started here, I, hadn't, I, taught, a, I taught a split, a 3-4 classroom. Well, 3-4 is a joke compared to what we have to do, but you learn, and, and then you become loving it. And mm-hmm. I can say now, if I went back to
0: one grade in a classroom, I'd be so bored, I wouldn't know <laughs> what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. But I so, think it makes you such a great teacher because you've experienced all those grades, and you've got so much more to bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, but it also the a flip side. Now my students
3: think that I should know everything about yeah. everything. <laughs> you don't?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, that's not what you told me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That just let me look that up. And he looked at me as if I had <laughs> horns. He goes, what do you mean you don't know? And all I could do was laugh. I said, oh my gosh. we Us teachers, we're all brilliant. Yeah. Yes, we are.
2: <laughs> but we don't know everything.
1: <laughs> oh, the fun thing that I, I think, and I, I think we can probably leave on this note, is is talking. it, And what I heard there was relationships, right? Just that that relationship between teacher, student, relationship between student and student, and just that—that that family, community—and honestly, that's why, as as teachers, why do we become teachers? It's because of relationships, and it's because of who we are as humans, and we want to make a difference in somebody else's life. And so, I want to thank you, as teachers, um, for the work that you're doing and for the time that you spent. And I know for Carly, it's just kind of starting out. You've got a long ways to go yet. And Michelle, you've been many, many years, and you know we've we've put a lot of time in. And and uh, I want to say thank you from my seat but also thank you from the communities that you that you've been serving and spending time teaching and building those relationships so and thanks for this conversation it's been really fun and it's been really some great stories and some great ideas and and uh, we really appreciate the the time that you took to to sit down and discuss and and talk about um your time here and uh, looking forward to many many more years all of you <laughs> all right thank, thank you all you. thank so, you Thank you for tuning in. Any of the resources or information mentioned in this podcast can be found in this episode's show notes. Available at www.flbsd.mb.ca forward slash podcast. Join us next time as real teachers continue to share their journeys and inspire you to teach like a boss.